Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the Gentle Podcast. Here with me, I have a very special guest, Joe Kathleen Marie. Welcome, Joe. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Rachel. So Joe is a personal development coach, positive psychology practitioner, the founder of Create Your Life Academy, a music mentor and teacher, and a mental health first aider. Very impressive list of things that you're working on, <laughs> Joe. And Joe is here to talk about a little bit of self-love, mindset, strength-based coaching, all the things that she's passionate about and working on. And I think you can talk a little bit more to this, but your ultimate goal is helping people live their best life in a nutshell. So tell us a little bit about what you're passionate about now, what your purpose is in your life and business, and maybe a bit about your journey getting to that point. So my mission is to help improve mental well-being worldwide by connecting people with a deeper sense of purpose and meaning in their lives. And how I got there to this place now is that in my early 20s and even leading up to that, I'd gone through a lot of anxiety and depression in childhood. Um, I dealt with grief when I was a child, lost my mother to mental health reasons as well. So I was navigating that. And by the time I moved out of home, I went to university, started working in the music industry and was pretty much dedicating all my time and focus towards others, towards my career not actually giving back to myself and self-caring or nurturing my own needs. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where the anxiety and the depression, because they were going unattended for so long, it eventually caught up with me. And looking back on it now, it was such a necessary part of this whole story for me to actually pause and navigate that I guess navigate those lows and sit with those emotions and those feelings to actually work through them mm-hmm. and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah beautiful I think it's really common for people that have gone through mental health issues and all of that to really want to help others and to help other people not feel the way they did and maybe navigate through what they went through a little a little more effortlessly and with a little bit more ease so how are you doing that? Like what, um, what does your coaching look like? How are you helping people with those mental health issues and anything else you're working on? I guess for me, it was taking that first step and realizing that sometimes all it takes is starting with that one thing and taking that first step to get through, you know, anxiety, depression. And that's sort of what sparked the interest with Create Your Life Academy and how we can rewire the brain's response to trauma. And this led me to developing programs and different interventions. I started collecting information and studying coaching, positive psychology, CBT, and 
the programs now, it essentially just has different ways that people can utilize really simple concepts such as, you know, are you coming from love or are you coming from fear? And they get to sort of sit with that and go, oh, I'm actually coming from fear. What would it look like if I chose to see this through the lens of love or if I chose to see this through the lens of possibility rather yeah. than problem? Amazing. <laughs> I think it's those like gentle little steps forward that are always going to make the most profound impact in our life. So that's amazing that you have develop those programs and those processes for people to have a starting point and then move forward from there. So something that, um, you know, we've spoken before and something you've said that you're passionate about now and that you use in your own life and people you're working with is this strength-based approach. So what is a strength-based approach and what is the importance or how has it impacted you and how have you seen it impact others? Yes. So this was the big pull into positive psychology and coaching in the first place is how with traditional psychology, we tend to focus on the problem and the weaknesses and trying to fix that. Whereas with strength-based coaching, we start to look at people as like whole and complete as they are already and their strengths and how they can actually utilize those strengths to overcome what they're going through rather than focus on what's broken what's not right we focus on that whole individual as this healthy buildable like looking at mental well-being and well-being as buildable rather than languishing yeah amazing and I love that because we are all whole and complete and sometimes when we focus too much on what's wrong or yeah what how you worded it what's broken about us it's really de-energizing and then we can mm. get stuck in that downward spiral of being de-energized. But when we focus on our strengths and what we're good at and what we can do, it's really energizing and it's such a different energy. And even talking about it, like I feel that energy shift in just the language that we use. So that's really amazing. So how do you use this strength-based approach in your own life? In my own life? Yeah. So just like you said about that, energizing feeling you get the interesting thing about strength based the strength based the <laughs> yeah. stumbling my words the interesting thing about the strength based approach is that it actually contributes to well-being because it does energize you and it boosts vitality and when you feel that sense of um flow so flow and complete engagement into something that you're doing, often it can be because you're actually utilizing a strength. Yeah. So for example, my top strength, two of them are love of learning and appreciation of beauty and excellence. So when I'm actually learning something that I love, hours can go by and I'll yeah. just be like so energized and in the zone with what I'm doing and Love of learning also contributes back to me being a teacher and a coach because I love sharing that information with others as well to support them. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And it's so often in like especially workplaces and that we have like performance reviews and it's always the things that we're not good at that we're that the most focused is put on. So it's amazing when we can flip that and, you know, focus on the things we're good at. So I know that I've spoken to a lot of people who say like, oh, I'm not good at anything. And like, they really can't recognize their own strengths. So what's a starting point for someone that doesn't maybe know what they're really good at? 
or what their strengths are? What is a starting point for someone that wants to find what they're, what they're good at? That's a great question. Well, you can approach it by, for instance, looking at the past. Like when have been times where you've felt really energized or engaged in a, in a task or something that you found that you were really passionate about? And then you can look at the present. Like, what are you really excited about at the moment? Mm. And then even looking into the future, like what what's something that you're looking forward to? When you start answering those questions and when I listen to clients start to go into story, often you can pick little things like, oh, that's interesting. There's like a love of learning coming through or there's love for other people or there's gratitude mm. or there's so many different things, even self-regulation potentially, which is normally a lower strength, yeah. but you can spot them in there. Yeah. Amazing. And sometimes things that we we kind of know we're good at, but maybe don't see it as a strength. Like love of learning. I love that. I definitely have that too. And I see it as a real strength. But then sometimes we can think, oh, like we need to be good at blah, blah, blah. But all of the strengths that we do have are there for a purpose and we can use them. Like caring for other people is such a beautiful strength. And self-regulation definitely isn't one of my strong <laughs> strengths. Um, and for people that it is, like, that's amazing. So I think regardless of what your strength is, we don't need to compare it to other people's strengths. And we can always use our personal strengths to move us forward. And maybe if we're doing things that aren't really aligned with our strengths, we can start to make those small shifts into whether it's work or personal life or any any area we can make those small shifts. Definitely. Yeah. As you said that as well about moving forward with your strengths, I thought of this metaphor that we often use in strength-based coaching, which is a sailboat. Mm -hmm. So if you can imagine strengths as the sails that move you forward when the wind blows as well, and then weaknesses or those lesser strengths, which I like to say instead of weaknesses, yeah. maybe sometimes you'll get a hole in the sailboat. And it's important to actually attend to that and patch it over. But it's not putting your primary focus into that to move you forward because it's the sales that actually move you forward, which are your strengths. I love that. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, it just perfectly illustrates what you were saying before about how, you know, like we have weaknesses or lesser strengths and sometimes, yeah, we do need to put a little work in, but it's always focusing on our strengths that is going to be the most energizing and it's going to move us the furthest along. Another area that you work in is self-care and mindset. What are your main messages with self-care and what do you work on the most with others in regards to self-care and mindset? So I always start with mindsets because that often will shape how people respond to, to the self-care principles and practices. So one of the mindset interventions or ways of thinking is the growth versus fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. So when people have a fixed mindset, often they're not really wanting to take risks, for instance, or they're limiting themselves from learning something new or they have beliefs around their abilities, that abilities are actually fixed, they're set, you know, this is how it is, it's very black and white thinking, it can sometimes even be what we call below the line thinking, which is like coming from a space of blame, victim, justification, 
Whereas when we have a growth mindset, we're really open to learning. And it's also what we call above the line thinking, which is like looking for opportunities, solutions, and seeing that our talents and abilities aren't fixed and we can always grow. And this is also backed by science as well. If we think of neuroplasticity, like we can totally learn new things and the brain's always able to create new connections and yeah. Yeah. What is the first step for someone to go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? Awareness. Yeah. Having the awareness that you're actually coming from a fixed mindset. And the amazing thing with it is it's sometimes there'll be areas of your life where you are coming from a growth mindset, but then there might be other areas where you're coming from a fixed mindset or below the line thinking. And it's just Mm -hmm. going, oh, okay, I need to apply what I'm doing over here to this situation and yeah, use the strategy that works. Yes. There's so much power in just being aware of the way you're thinking and the way that's being expressed. Because like you said, sometimes we can be doing these things and not really notice like at first, but when we can have that awareness around it, that's the first step, like you said, to make change in our mindset. Amazing. So what I would love for you to talk about a little as well is um, what you've spoken to me about before is the idea of the, correct me if the wording's wrong, the mental health continuum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So explain that for everyone listening. Yes. So when it comes to our mental well-being, um, we all sit on a continuum. So you can't see me at the moment, but I've drawn out a <laughs> continuum with my hands. Just imagine like a big line. Um Now, on one end of the continuum, we have flourishing, thriving, healthy mental health, healthy mental health. (laughs) And then on the other end of the continuum, we have mental illness. So that would be right down the end where it's an actual diagnosable mental illness. And what happens is we tend to ebb and flow along this continuum at different stages of our lives. And the amazing thing with this as well is having that mindset that mental well-being is always buildable so you're never actually stuck you can always experience thriving mental well-being sometimes like I hear a lot of people say like I have anxiety I have depression or I have low self-esteem I have something whatever and when we identify it with that with it in that way like I have this it's kind of fixing us at a point in that continuum And when we bring awareness that we can actually, like you said, ebb and flow, we can still have moments of thriving mental health, even if, even when we have a diagnosable mental health concern, you can still ebb and flow. And it is that continuum, like you said, and yeah, we don't have to fix ourselves in a certain point because of the labels, either other people or we give ourselves. Absolutely. And that comes down to the growth and fixed mindset again. So it's about changing your lens into growth mindset. So then you're not fixed and you're not owning it. Because often people, like you mentioned, they'll be like, oh, this is like, I am anxiety. And it almost becomes like an identity that they Mm. own and a badge of honor. Like, oh, yeah, I have this. Rather than it's something that you experience. I experience anxiety or experience depression. So then it's not actually intrinsically part of you. It's just a feeling, an emotion, something you're experiencing that you have the potential to shift yourself out of as well. Yes, I love that. And I think it, again, just highlights 
the energy shift in a change of language going from I have this to I am experiencing this and we know that all experiences come to an end or they they come and they go like what's that saying that this too shall pass yes so yeah it's I think that everything you've spoken about it just really highlights the power of awareness the power of our language and the power in just making those small gentle changes the tiny shifts yes yes is there anything else you would like to talk about or like to share I guess what you asked earlier about self-care what would what would you like to know about that (laughs) about self-care well I think that it's kind of like this big buzz topic at the moment like oh Mm -hmm. we need a we need to take a bath we need to get a massage we need to do blah 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 what is your perspective on what self-care actually is and maybe its importance as well so the first thing that pops into my mind when you said that like oh yeah I need to take a bath or you know to do something for myself I guess the most important thing is in this moment when you are intentionally sitting down to practice self-care is doing something for yourself that your future self will thank you for And it's being present to that because if you're not Mm. actually present to taking on self-care and your mind's thinking about work, you're thinking about your to-do list, are you actually practicing self-care? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So if you're having a bath because you're ticking self-care off the to-do list Mm -hmm. and the whole time you're hating it, you're not really practicing self-care. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah presence and actually doing something you enjoy like I always say to people that even just hiring someone to clean your house is an act of self-care like Mm -hmm. having a clean home clean space or someone cooking you dinner it it doesn't need to be like oh we need to pamper ourselves and like do all these things to show that we love ourselves it can be like the smallest acts like you said that your future self is going to I can't remember the exact word thank you for thank you for yeah (laughs) Yeah, amazing. Okay, well, to wrap us up, what is one thing, if you could only share one single message to inspire every listener to take some kind of action, a gentle little action, what would it be? Just remembering that small steps build momentum and focus on that one thing. Whatever that is, be present to you know, where you are in this moment and just put your focus into that. You don't need to look at everything and feel overwhelmed. Bring it back to those simple little steps and they do build momentum over time. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sure everyone listening got a lot of insights, inspiration and ideas and all of that through everything you had to share. So thank you so much for being here, Joe. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. I've absolutely loved our conversation today. Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. 
Let's get into this episode. <laughs> 